Welcome to the Connecticut Weekender Podcast, bringing you events, festivals, and all things to do across Connecticut. I'd like to welcome your host, Ryan Sylvester. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Connecticut Weekender Podcast for episode number 13. Today is Lucky October, number 13. Lucky number 13. Today is October 18th. As always, I have Tim with me. Hey guys. And it's cold. And Tim loves it. I hate it, but I'll deal with it. Yeah. No, it's... It, un- it is way too cold for only being halfway yeah, through Yeah, but October. I feel like we've been waiting for it. It's been really hot the past couple of weeks for October. It's been right? hot. It's okay. been warm. All right, all right. <laughs> you cannot say that 70 is hot. I'm enjoying it because I got to... You know what my favorite thing is? We both go to the gym from time to time, <laughs> but I like running in a sweatshirt outside. That's like my favorite thing. But the only problem with that is that your shaking lungs, my head. your lungs feel like they're going to collapse and they're on fire. Yeah, I will say I ran. I ran on Monday. No, no, I ran on Tuesday because we had Oktoberfest on Monday. Um, oh, Oktoberfest, yeah. And I ran inside, and my lungs hurt. Yeah. Afterwards, and actually, I feel like I'm still recovering. So I wonder if a part of that might be a little bit of sickness, uh, not just the running, but yeah. It is the know. time for it. Make sure you guys go out there and get your flu shots. Get your flu shots. My fiance has been nagging me to go get mine. Even but- if you don't care about whether or not you get the flu or you never get the flu or whatever, remember it's not about you. It's Here, about the people in your community here's who thing. cannot yet get a flu shot. Like here's infants really? they, I, and I old that. people. Okay. Well, so if you know. like infants and old people, get your flu shot. I haven't avoided the flu shot, but I have forgotten for like the past five years. I forgot last year. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's easy. It, I'm so busy. I don't know. Um, so what did you, uh, what'd you end up doing last weekend? I, he didn't well, go to the trail of terror. Just I, in case I did not go to the trail of terror. Um, I feel like every week so far in October has been a massive letdown for our <laughs> hordes of listeners because every week, um, I say this week, uh, this weekend, I'm finally going to the trail of terror or the evidence of evil in Southington at crystal bees. Um, with my cousins and every weekend, my Tim's cousins just drop out. My cousins just, I mean, like, I don't know if it's that I smell. I mean, I, they're, they're used to that. Um, but they, they back out at the last minute and we haven't gone and it's already almost Halloween. I, I haven't know. gone yet. I know. So that's crazy. So maybe, you're going to try to go again this, uh, this Maybe weekend? we will be going this weekend. Nice. I won't hold my breath, but Last weekend, the only real thing that I did besides the gym and whatnot was uh, my cousin, Stacy. Shout out, Stacy. Shout out to Stacy. Um, she had a, uh, a housewarming because she recently bought a house in Milford. And um, it was fun. Well, so, that sounds like a blast. Yeah, it was. I got to play with her cat and got shredded up a little bit. It was a good time. Um, what about you, Ryan? All right, so here's what I did. Sean is standing in front of us staring at me and Tim, but Sean, he doesn't know that Sean his mic's off. finally decided uh, to stroll uh, on Sean's in. mic is off. Well, because he didn't want to, well, he didn't, it's not that he didn't want to, he had other things. Wait, so so Ryan can't turn it on, so Sean can no, say hi? No, I cannot. Oh. Sean doesn't get to say hello. Anyways. So he's leaving. <laughs> Sean is leaving. Last weekend, I went to downtown Chester. Like I said, I was because I follow through with things, unlike Tim's cousins. Yeah, there we go. Blame my cousins. I'll make them listen to this. <laughs> and uh, I went to this really cool pizza shop, and it has their wood fire pizza in the center. Okay, of- you, you can't just say, I went to this cool pizza shop. What was the pizza shop called? Auto. Auto Pizza in there Chester. Okay, bye, Sean. Everyone wake up, bye to Sean. 
Bye, Sean. <laughs> uh, um, auto or auto? I don't know. O T T O. I I would say auto, but you were there, so maybe maybe it's auto. Anyway, so they have a really cool uh, wood fire pit. <laughs> Sean keeps opening the door and setting off the what? Sean no. is predicting official Sean Henry prediction uh, because of the way that I do our podcasts. For some reason, I sit in. The chair. Sit on top of the on chair. Top of the on top of the, of the back chair, of the chair. Rocking it. Uh, Sean's official prediction is that I'm going to break the chair and in the process slap my chin on the desk and file for a workman's comp. Anyways, so they <laughs> have the fire, uh, fire, uh, fire oven in the middle of the restaurant. And you can go there. And here's my tip. If you like bacon pizza, it's not bacon. I don't know what it is. It's good. But I'm just saying I don't want you to go in there and be misled. Anyways. Awesome pizza, like that traditional, like thin crust New Haven. Wait, what style. it? What you said was if you like bacon pizza, what is it? I don't know. What it, I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know what the meat is, but well, the meat is good. What was the pizza? I I just got like a cheese and bacon pizza, but it wasn't bacon. It was not bacon. I don't know but what it, it is on the menu. It was called bacon. Yes. So then, it, so ask when you so go it in is there. Bacon. Ask, no, it's not. I promise. Maybe it's from the. I don't know. It's 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 pork for sure. But I don't know what section. Anyways, so I went down there, went to my normal hangout at Little House Brewing Company. Um, they're gonna come on the podcast. I'm starting if I can, to uh, think that they are sponsoring you because you've <laughs> no, mentioned not, them like three weeks. No, in I a know, row. I know. I just love going there. It's um such a cool little vibe. But they're they are coming on the podcast. Uh, I just have to nail down a time with them. Um. Anyways, and then like I said, my favorite thing to do is I went for a run in the woods with my puppy, with a sweatshirt on, and it was glorious. And uh, I went to the Essex Reserve or Preserve. I don't know. Essex Reserve. I think it's Reserve. And uh, they have really cool trails, like super well-groomed trails if you're looking for a cool spot to to go running or walking. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I don't know what I have planned for this weekend. I want to go rock climbing really bad, and I don't know uh, where to go. So if anyone has any idea. Like real rock climbing or well, like fake rock climbing? I have all of my like rock climbing, like you know, my dynamic rope and my carabiners and, and such, uh, ready to go for quote real rock, rock climbing. But, um, I don't know if I'll be able to find a spot or, uh, someone to belay. Well, I will never join you for that, <laughs> but, um, I do know, I forgot what, what it's called, but there's a, it's like the rock spot. Or no, oh, I mean, uh, there's, some, there's a lot of city things. climb. There's tons of places. Is city climb the one in New Haven? It's the one in New Haven. Say yeah. that's the one that I I've been used to go to all the time. I, I climbed one wall of rock there yeah. once and it was enough for me, but my friends really like it. Um, if you want to like live a little, you can go to, uh, oh, although I think it's still closed. Um, I was gonna say you can go to Sleeping Giant. Mm. The, oh, it's still closed because of the, uh, the tornado. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, tornado air quote. What? What's tornado? Well, come on. Like one out in, in the Midwest tornado? It was still a tornado. Right, it was hey, it was a spinning vortex of wind <laughs> and destruction. <laughs> um, but one of the trails, I think it's the blue trail, brings you past a little quarry, mm. um, which technically you're not, it's not a part of the trail. You're not supposed to climb. Don't climb it. But it's a good spot to climb. It's a good spot to climb some yeah. rocks if you yeah. are so inclined to take I think Some I, risk. I think I have to go back into the rock gym. I think I've been out of the game too long to go like out into the wilderness and do it up. But something I want to do this weekend. I haven't nailed down anything that I'm going to do. Tim is going to try to go to the trail. Of Terror. I might go to the trail of terror, but it. I'm not holding my breath because Sarah and Kate stink. Yes. 
Anything else for this weekend, Tim? Um, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to hang out at my local Starbucks. I'm probably going to do a little bit of work. And maybe, maybe, maybe I will eat something tasty. But I haven't decided where that maybe might I know. be. I, 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 th- I feel like I go out to eat once a week. And I always like try to pick a really good spot. I go out to eat once a week. I try once a week. Yeah. Lately, it's been like twice a week because you I gotta have, do it though. You know? I have too many friends. Like I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, I have Tim. to. I have to like. Oh, what cut a, a bad few. trouble to have. I I have to cut a few. Okay. I think there are there are certain friends. They're only Some stragglers in the background. They're only in it for the noms. You know, like they only they only want me as like an eating partner. So I've got to cut them. I've got to cut them loose and just like stick to the real friends who can eat with me so that I can stop being so fat. Favorite three restaurants. I oh. mean, that's pretty okay. Uh, well, Pepe's is totally on the list. Yep. Okay. Um, well, let's exclude Pepe's because it's like number one for everyone. So what I've been really craving recently, um, and is what I'm thinking about, but I'm probably not going to go is uh Grimaldi's pizza in, mm. so more pizza. What? Yeah. I really, right. I've been thinking okay. about Grimaldi's for yeah. like Three months. You got to switch it up from Pepe's every once in a while. Um, Mecca Noodle Bar is totally on my list. And uh, good old Eastern Bistro, which is my local Ansonia-based Chinese takeout restaurant. Nice. Best chicken and broccoli and brown rice. You'll get this side of the Mississippi. I would say Archie Moore's is definitely on the list um to get good wings i used to go to the one in new haven all the time but they have multiple locations i don't know where they are but uh, there's, there's one, one right in derby oh, okay um i would have to say like the griswold inn probably never been. never been you should it's especially go like during the christmas time they have like a lot of cool stuff going on in music and uh god number three i have no idea uh, i just have to say i'll add uh number four i'll take your number three okay. um the watch factory restaurant here in cheshire yeah we went there the other night for Oktoberfest. yeah they had Oktoberfest as a part sponsored by the cheshire chamber of commerce um but Get it's some good not worst yeah it's awesome like um german and austrian food and you know they have your your, your bratwurst your not worst not worst like your your, your fancy sausages your your Wiener schnitzels and whatnot. But potato what pancakes. I am most excited potato about pancakes. are their potato pancakes, which are like, they're different because and I've never are, had one. And Tim has been talking about it for the past three they days. They make like these, they're, they're, they're massive potato pancakes. They're large. And then when you get them, they are served to you in wedges. So it's like you get a slice of a potato pie yeah. and it's just yep. crispy on the outside. And I've never had one. Fluffy and delicious on the inside. And you can only order, you can only get them if you Get a meal. You can't get just a meal. Yeah, because Tim was going to get one for me the other day, but you know what? I was, Ryan was a good, a good boy (laughs) in the office, so I was going to treat him to a potato pancake, and uh, unfortunately, it's not on the menu as a standalone item, so Ryan gets nothing. Willy Wonka there. Okay. You get nothing! Okay. Thank you, Tim. You've seen Willy Wonka, right? I have. Want to hear something that's going to make you angry? Ryan has not seen Mary Poppins. Okay. To be fair, Mary Poppins came out when? Mary Poppins is a classic. Yeah, I know, but so is Caddyshack, and I've seen that. Mary Poppins is something that, although Noelle, who's not on the list, uh, not on the, the podcast this week either, I'm going to ask her a question. Noelle, have you seen Mary Poppins? I can't remember. She has also not seen Mary Poppins, and I'm angry. I'm irrationally angry at the youth of America. Yeah, we were born in the 90s, though. 
I was born in 89. Oh, okay. Well, you're still older. Anyways, all right. <sighs> Every week we give you a roundup of cool and interesting things going on this weekend in Connecticut. And number one on my list is the Impractical Jokers are coming to Foxwoods. Skip. I love that. Noelle's eyes lit right up. I hate <laughs> that like, show. What? <laughs> I just do. I don't I don't like it. It's like Okay, Tim is officially like, shunned. No, this is like, I don't know. It's like, um, can can we say bad words on this show? Yeah, sure. Jackass, you know, back in the 2000s. You don't like that? No. Oh, okay. Ugh. All right, well, never mind. Mary Poppins, but well, love if, Impractical Jokers. If you, if you want to see the Impractical Jokers, they are coming to Foxwoods Resort and Casino Friday, so tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, offer me a free ticket. I will go with you and hang out, and we'll get some beers and chill. Uh, next up is the Great Pumpkin Festival. That will be held on Saturday, October 20th at Putnam Bank in Putnam. Uh, there will be a pumpkin contest, I'm assuming carving. Might train be painting. Painting, yeah. Uh, train rides through the town and a pumpkin-themed menu for you to indulge in. Tickets are $25. That is on Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Last on the list is Sunday Night Jazz featuring, oh God, Goza, Goza Latin Goza Jazz. Latin Jazz. Jazz. Why did I say just? Angelico's Lake House in East Hampton from on Sunday, and that is from 6 to 9 p.m. So, cool stuff. And, and this week. I would say, who's, who's coming up for uh, the interview this week? This week, we're talking to someone from my neck of the woods, next town over, a uh, lovely, lovely lady to chat with. And I highly encourage you to check out the Iverton Playhouse in Iverton. So I'm assuming they, she works at the Everton. She does. Yeah. So we talk about, you know, cool, cool events coming up, how the uh, playhouse has progressed over time and uh, yeah, just interesting stuff They're You know, they're talking about getting the youth um, like my age into plays. And when she talks about them, I'm very interested. So my suggestion to her, if she's listening, is um, you might as well just skip Mary Poppins because oh, come on. the youth very clearly are no. not interested in, in you know, good theater. Well, me- You should put on a version of Impractical Jokers for him, maybe. <laughs> me and my fiance, like, uh, I, I played the interview for her and we both definitely want to go down there and Wait check minute, it out. Wait a minute, she got a sneak peek? That's not fair. Yeah, sneak peek, man. We're in the office with you and all we get are your questions. <laughs> well- Sorry, Tim. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, definitely stick around and listen up. Next week, we are going to have an interview with a brewery. I have two on the <laughs> list that I need to to nail down a time with, so hopefully uh, I can do that within the next week and uh, let you guys have a little insight to the brewery world in Connecticut. And, Which uh, is phenomenal, by totally the way. Totally phenomenal. Uh, just speaking of breweries, I mentioned it to someone else during this week. If you haven't and you like it and you like beer, check out Shabine Brewery. Shabine, where is that? It's in Connecticut. Um, I forgot the exact Thank town. Um, I'm, I'm bad, but it's a very small, it's a microbrewery. Nice. Um, nice. I love a, that. They have I, a cannoli beer. Ooh. The beer itself, in my opinion, is not like the best, but mm. when you're there, they serve it. It's, um, uh, they, they dip the rim of the glass into confectioner sugar. Ooh, so okay. when you sip it, it really tastes like dessert. It's really, it's, it's, Interesting, but the beer on its own. I don't know if I'd like that. It's good as like but one beer. Yeah, yeah. I would only, I would be yeah, one and done. But um, yeah. So my new thing is I, I've I've printed out a list of the breweries in Connecticut, and I want to visit every single one. That is my new thing. Ryan will have to find a new liver after that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> checklist not like, is complete. not like every day, but you know, <laughs> throughout my 
my existence, I want to check them out. All right. So let us know if you have any suggestions. If you do have an extra ticket to Impractical Jokers, I will gladly go with you. And have a great weekend and stick around for the Iverton Playhouse. So this week, we have a very special guest from the Iverton Playhouse, and uh, she is our friend Jacqueline, and she is coming on for the first time and is going to chat with us about the multiple hats she wears and uh, the fun things going on at the Playhouse. How you doing? Hi, Ryan. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, we are so happy to have you. Um, so let's just get right into it. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you do at the Iverton Playhouse. I, we were talking quickly before the interview, and you had said that you wear multiple hats. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you, you know, your normal day today. Sure. So um, I'll tell you that I've been here for 27 years, which is an awful long time. Uh, but jobs change and um, places change. When I came here, this was just a little summer theater. It was closed the rest of the year. So I joined the board and uh, started doing stuff in it through the 90s, started producing uh, just local plays and, um, you know, with community actors and with children. And we're now in 2018, a year-round professional theater with equity actors and, um, and uh, a really great season. So uh, that's what we do. That's how it has evolved. We do seven professional productions a year, plus a multitude of special events and one big community um, holiday event. So right now we are um, in the middle of our sixth professional show of the season, which is the musical Once, which is, I don't know if you know it, it's a gorgeous musical set in Dublin. It ran on Broadway for a long time and that runs for another two weeks. And then do you have a Christmas themed one coming up? No, after that, oh, well, strangely enough, we, we, We've been running a, a professional season now since 2005, and largely what we've been doing is a whole mixture of comedies, dramas, and musicals, sort of a something for everybody theater. We try and, you know, our demographic along the Connecticut shoreline is smaller in the spring and the fall than it is in the summer, of course. In the summer, we get a ton of summer visitors. So in the summer, we do big musicals because they sell out, we attract large crowds, families. But in the spring and the fall, we have a, a smaller demographic. So we do smaller shows. Uh, so after once, oh, and also it's very hard to do new shows because audiences are a bit leery about coming to new shows. But mm -hmm. I am producing a brand new play, a world premiere opening on Halloween. Uh, which is called The Queens of the Golden Mask, which is a play about the women of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, not a play I would have thought of doing several years ago, but it seems to me that there's an awful lot of problems in this country right now, uh, an awful lot of hate and division, and maybe it's a good time to do a play that has some opportunity for conversation and maybe find ways for our little community to um you know to come together wow that's so uh, yeah that yeah. sounds really interesting it seems yeah. like 
once you once you turn the corner on spring and fall it, it becomes like a more intimate kind of small show setting for anyone that you know plans to visit absolutely absolutely and we can try new things then we can try right. um you know trying something that wouldn't necessarily be a big seller um in the summer so it's 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 fun you know for somebody who likes um, a job that is constantly changing. Um, you know, we, you know, there's always something different going on here. It's a, it's a great place to work. So yeah, uh, yeah so that, that's our next production and it's going to be very interesting. We actually have schools coming because it's also a, um, it's a, a women's play. So it's about seven women in the, in Alabama in the ni- early 1960s. And, um, and we're hoping that it's, uh, it finds its own audience, you know. And then at Christmas, of course, we'll be doing the Christmas plays. We're doing a Coney Island Christmas, which is a lot of fun. We will be doing a what we call the Ivyton Playhouse Christmas Radio Hour, which is um, one of our local celebrities, David Pitzinger, hosts that. And that's also just a, a, a ton of fun for Christmas. And then since you're new to the area, you may be interested in our Illuminations. Ooh. Oh, it's very exciting. <laughs> it's um, what we do in the village of Ivoryton, all the businesses, we work, we, we have an alliance. This is all volunteer. But from now, actually from the beginning of September into December, we're focused on our Christmas lights. We have close to a million Christmas lights. The whole village is lit up. Santa arrives on the first Saturday in December. He flies over the playhouse and lands in front of it and lights up the whole village. And it's really kind of magical. The whole village becomes a, a Christmas village for the month of December. That is really cool. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you, you, you say that, you know, you're, you're getting schools that are coming to your plays and families and, mm-hmm. and big crowds in the summer. So it kind of seems like you have a big, uh, a big draw for, not just, you know, one certain age group, but it seems like you can really attract uh, and entertain a wide, a wide range of ages. Right. Because so many places now, look, you turn on your radio station and every single station is a niche station. You know, it's either playing country music or it's playing hip hop or it's, and we consider ourselves like, oh, it is old school, but this is something for everybody now it may not the play we're running may not be to your taste but look at the season there might be something that you'll like there so we do find we have a very broad appeal we do know as most of the world of theater knows that the demographic for theater is older you know so our big mission right now is to get young people in right because there's nothing quite like a live performance when we do shows and we get kids in so many of the kids have never seen anything live before. They've only seen things on a screen, you know, at the movies, on the TV, on their iPads. So they're really, it's, this is a whole new thing for them. And the community aspect of watching something together and all sharing that feeling at the same time, you can't describe that to anybody. You know, it's like being at a you know, at a, at a concert where an where an old star has come back, and you're all there, and you're all sharing that moment where that person is is appearing on stage. It's that kind. Of, you can't replicate that on a screen. So it's really important for us to get young people into the theater because really, that's the only hope for theater going forward. 
Right, getting the newer generation interested. And the younger generation. Because the older generation, they understand it. They grew up with this kind of thing. Right. They grew up in a world where there was less TV stations. So everybody watched I Love Lucy and then went to work the next day and all talked about it. But, of course, that doesn't happen anymore because we all go home and watch Netflix or right. Hulu or whatever. <laughs> right. We're not all watching. Yeah, we're not all watching the same things and sharing the same experiences. So theater has that unique role of being able to offer that to a community, and uh, and that's we we consider that our sort of our mission, you know. Yeah. So it it, it kind of seems like that's that's what the Iverton does best would you say that's yeah it is what we do best we form a community and the people who come to us we have over 2,000 subscribers that is people that come regularly Mm -hmm. as well as all the single ticket buyers and what they like about it one of the things we do is I make myself available to everybody who comes to theater I, I usually do I usually talk to the audience beforehand obviously I'm not at every single show but me or one of my staff is Mm-hmm. And we always stand in the back of the theater at the end. So if there's anything you want to have a question, there to listen to you, you know. And um, so if I do a play that people don't like, oh, they come and tell me, you know, I hear about it from them that they have problems with it. And then I say, thank you for letting me know. And maybe you like the next one. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's, you know, you're not going to appeal to everyone. But if you if you're getting that feedback, it's always important. Um, it, it is yeah. So how would you say that the, the Playhouse has progressed over the years? Well, it has an interesting history. It, um, it was built as a community hall for workers at the local piano factory, which is where the word Ivoryton comes from, because, of course, it's a horrible history in many ways. It was built on the ivory trade. You know, people in the uh, 1800s, every home had a piano. and Ivoryton was a booming village uh, because pianos were, were were made there. But of course, by the time the twenties hit, there were ra- there was radio. There was the beginning of um, movies. Talkies were coming out, and the piano industry tanked. So the uh, so the piano factory closed down eventually, and the recreation hall wasn't needed. But uh, a guy coming up from the city had seen the building and thought it would be a great place to open a theater. And he opened it there in 1930 as a summer theater, because at that time, there was no air conditioning. So New York shut down in the summer and stars had used to go out to the um, to the beach towns to do summer theaters, you know, work on new plays or whatever. So the Arrington Playhouse began as a summer theater where stars from the city would come out and hone their craft. And in the very second year, Catherine Hepburn, who was a very young girl, uh, came and spent the summer in Ivoryton and was spotted, of course, and went off to Hollywood and that was it. But she got her start here at the Ivoryton Playhouse in 1931. That's amazing. And a ton of big stars came through. I mean, from, you know, Marlon Brando, Tallulah Bankhead, Mae West, through the 30s, 40s, and into the 50s, the Ivoryton Playhouse was a hugely thriving summer theater, which meant it just ran June, July, and August, and the rest of the year it was closed up. But of course, by the 60s, air conditioning hit, <laughs> and New York didn't have to close down in the right, summer. Right. So 
the whole summer stock circuit just kind of fizzled out. And, um, and the, the Playhouse struggled through the 60s and into the 70s trying different things. And actually, by the end of the 70s, they thought they were just going to close it. Uh, there was rumors of knocking it down and building a drugstore, which would have been horrific. <laughs> uh, but in 1977, a small group of local people got together to form a foundation and save the building. And um, the building from the 70s up until the late 90s was... Um, really just ran as a, a the occasional as a summer theater until a small group from New York came in and ran it for 17 years also as a as a little summer theater and I took over I was hired as executive director in 1999 and um, we started running it year-round soon after and then the rest is history and the rest is and we're still here which is yeah. always a shock to me because honestly when we said we were going to try this most people said that ain't going to work. There's not an audience in Ivoryton for year-round theater. And, um, and we found that there, there has been, which has been yeah, I guess, really terrific. I guess they were very wrong about that. They were wrong about that. I and mean, it's not, I have to say, it's an ongoing um, challenge because every year you have to, right, right now I'm working on putting together the season for next year. And putting that together is like putting together a jigsaw puzzle, you know, finding the shows that will appeal to the broadest group of people right. and finding things that we think will be interesting to do because we have to be interested too. If I get bored and the staff get bored, this is not, you know, we want to work somewhere right. we are excited about what we're doing. And, um, you know, and then can we afford them? Because we're a little theater. We don't have a big budget. Some shows are beyond our ability to pay for. Um, also, as a little theater, when you apply to do a show, we're at the bottom of the list. When a, when a, uh, a publisher wants to give a publisher wants to give a show to a theater that's going to make them the most money, so it's you know it's a constant challenge to try and find those shows. And sometimes I wait five to ten years before I get a show. Wow! Which is next summer. I will give you a peak a sneak peek exclusive sneak peek <laughs> one of one of the shows for next summer that i finally managed to get which is show that people have been begging for for the last few years so july next year we are producing mama mia oh that's awesome yes that so. is great yeah that's i mean god if you need a well-known uh show to yeah. bring around i mean that's got to be one of them you know mm -hmm. um so it sounds like, you know, once once you get to the theater, there's just like so much stuff. It feels like you can't miss. If you're going to pick a show, it's going to be great. So tell me a little bit about like the best way to go about experiencing the Iverton Theater. So, you know, where where am I going to go to dinner beforehand? Oh, uh, sure. You know, where am I going to get drinks afterwards? You know, well, we, giving, we have, giving yeah, someone the whole thing. Okay. We, it depends what you like, but in Ivoryton, which is very, we're, we're a very close-knit community. So there are two little places right across the street from the theater, which are great little home cooking places, if that's what you like. We have a tavern with Tavern Fair, and we have a little place called the Blue Hound Cookery. Love the Blue Hound. Is, yes, which has that great little southern flair. And both places have a great atmosphere and are, you know, we are there a lot so we can recommend them. Um, if you want something a little more upscale, we have the Copper Beach Inn, which is just 
um, a five-minute walk down the road, also in Ivoryton. But of course, a lot of people coming here from a distance love to go down into Essex because there's a lot of interesting things in Essex itself, plus the Griswold Inn, right. you know, which is a historic inn which people uh, come from all over to visit. And it's quite easy. We're um, approximately five to seven minutes from the Griswold Inn by car. So it's an easy drive. You know, if you wanted to go into Essex and walk around the shops, have dinner there and come to Ivoryton. There's, um, it's a lovely area, and especially this time of year when the colors. Oh yeah, changing. absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful. I'm just looking out the window now. It's a gorgeous <laughs> day, you know, to to walk around, experience this area. You can make a, especially if you come from Matinee too. You know, mm, we've got the yeah. steam train here. We've got the, um, you know, the the antiquing. People like to go antiquing in this area, and um. I love it here. I came here in 1990 and did not expect to stay here. And um, I'm from the north of England. I'm not from this area. Oh, wow. Uh, yes, but here I am. I'm still here. In fact, my mother is visiting me right now. And she always says there's aspects of this area that are exactly what England used to be like. Really? So, yes, we don't. My hometown, which is in the north of England, is um you know we have holiday inn and mcdonald's and a kentucky fried chicken <laughs> we have not we have none of that in essex yeah it's like old time england yeah like old new england feel right so she loves coming here to get a taste of that you know there are worse yeah. there are worse places to be for sure than uh there are worse places but, uh, and, the pro- and the the proximity to new york is great we have people in the summer come here from the city isn't that amazing yeah, come see a matinee, have dinner, and then head back into the city because it's amazing. not that far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, when I when I moved there, I, I just immediately fell in love. It's just such a such a great place to be. Um, so if you could sum up your you know your job, uh, the experience, just the overall atmosphere, like what is your favorite thing about working at the Playhouse? Um, I have to say, my favorite thing is the people I get to meet. I, I I have this absolutely enviable job of being able to make people happy. That's what we try and do. We try and make people uh, leave. It doesn't have to be a comedy. It doesn't always have to be frivolous. But when you come to the theater, we try and give you an experience that you wouldn't get anywhere else, a sense of community, and have you leave feeling better than when you came in. And how great is that? that I mean, so, um, that's the best part. That's the best part of it all. It, it really is. And then we have about 120 actors and musicians who come and work with us through the year. And that's terrific, too. I get to follow their careers. And some of them leave us and go on to amazing things. And that's just, it's just terrific. So I, um, I love my job. I can't see me giving it up anytime soon. Yeah, I, I mean, it just sounds like a, a big, tight-knit family over there. And uh, I'm sure anyone that comes to visit, you know, is going to feel the same way. Yes, you'll you'll have to come see a show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, well, Jacqueline, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, everyone that is interested, you can find events and updates on the IvertonPlayhouse.org. And you yep. can follow them on social media and come in and chat with everyone and find me. I'll be at the blue house across the street and you drag me in there and we'll go watch a show. 
All right. I'll join you for a drink. <laughs> All right. Jack and I really All appreciate right. you and uh, you are always welcome back. Okay. Thanks so much, Ryan.